The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news of him spread throughout the whole region. He taught in their synagogues and was praised by all. He came to Nazareth where he had grown up and went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, Today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke highly of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. The Gospel of the Lord. In the very beginning of this gospel, it's amazing because it says he taught in their synagogues and he was praised by all. So we read this reading and then even, even at the very end of it, everybody sort of, and all were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. So everybody's just like in awe of this. But for those who know the, the context of the rest of this chapter, it's only a little bit further on. It's just like, and they took him to the brow of the hill and tried to throw him headlong over there. All right, so it's only like paragraphs later that everybody tries to kill him. So they're all completely amazed, and then they want to kill Jesus. This is sometimes the, the, scary, the, the, the scary, fickle nature of humanity at times um, when, when they don't understand something. And, and you can see today we celebrate St. Saint, Saint Andre Bessette, and of course, as it says, we come to bring glad tidings to the poor. And that's who St. Andre really gave his heart to in so many ways, you know, in shapes and forms, and especially those who were sick. Uh, there were different times in his life where he was a humble doorkeeper. And because of his own ill health, um, they didn't even want to accept him into, into the Holy Cross. Uh, but then eventually somebody interceded on his behalf, somebody with more power, and then they were able to get him in. And he did that for 40-some-odd 40, 40 years. Even during a, an, like some sort of an epidemic, he volunteered to be a nurse. And they said when he was helping those people, not one person died in that ep epidemic with him at their side in their, in, as their intercessor. One of the things that he used to do was there was a lamp burning in, in, the, in the chapel by St. Joseph, and he would kind of anoint people with that oil, but tell them to pray for the intercession of St. Joseph. And so many healings happened that it became, you know, quite a phenomenon. And so there became this great, great division surrounding St. Andre Bisset. And so there were many people who thought he was a saint, he was one of the holiest people ever. And then there were other people that started to kind of detract from him and think like, oh, he's some sort of a charlatan and crazy. And they, they needed to get him secretaries because he had something like 80,000 letters, you know, a year to, to be able to handle. So people were trying to help him. So there were people that did not doubt his sanctity, and then there were others that, that did doubt it, and they were divided amongst themselves in that particular situation. And, um, and it speaks very much to the experience 
that Jesus ended up having, you know, in that, in that experience. And it's amazing to see that St. Andre, if, if you look at the way he actually functioned, he never took the credit for himself. Often people misplaced that credit and gave it to him and thought he was being arrogant. But if you read what he says and what he said to those who knew him, is he never took the credit. He always gave the credit to God and to the intercession of St. Joseph. So sometimes, again, upon examining something a little bit further, we really can see what, what the motives and intentions sometimes of people, people are. But there's probably still going to be enemies or detractors of the truth. And so one of the things we hear in that first reading today, that one should hit like everybody right in the gut, right? Because it's just like, if, if you cannot love your brother... It's just like you are not in God. You are separating yourself from him. And so one of the things that we learn from, from two great saints, so from St. Thomas, we learn that willing the good of the other is a great definition for love. But then St. Paul informs that even greater in that, in that verse that we hear in Corinthians 13 so often at weddings. So it's like St. Thomas tells us what, what love is, willing the good of the other, and St. Paul tells us what it looks like. You know, it's not jealous, it's not boastful, you know, it is always kind, it is patient. He tells us the things that it is not and the things that it is. And so if we have some sort of a rift between us and somebody else, how are we acting among them? And when we're not in their com company, what are we saying about them? That's the bigger one. That's the greater, you know, problem. I could almost guarantee you that a lot of these detractors of St. Andre Bisset were people who were speaking behind his back, not people that were saying things to his face. And it just tells us to be so careful in, in the way that we hold each other in our lives and the way that we actually love one another. Uh, because, you know, it, it's so quick that we can see that great turn where everybody's amazed at something that we do, and then tomorrow, they want to kill you. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, to say it just like it is in the gospel. So, so it's amazing to be able to hold these things in balance and to hold even our own temperament in balance. Uh, you know, the path of virtue, again, we always call that the middle path. It is the path in between extremes. You know, it's important. Now, there are some things that are, that are grave moral evils. Grave moral evils should be avoided. Those are where objective truth lies. But other things, you know, things of this world, we were just talking about this in the sacristy, God created all of us and everything in creation good. So that's where our moderation of the good things that we've been given comes into play. Often where virtue goes astray is when we go to one extreme or the other extreme. That's, that's actually, I'm reading about that in a book about um, demons and exorcisms and Satan right now. You know, it's like that's what, that's what Satan tempts us to do, to either overindulge or go towards total abstinence because we're not able to walk the middle path. So that's a, that's a great lesson for, for all of us to, to avoid these, these spots where the polariz polarization is something other than Christ. Um, you know, we find in Christ that there is, there is a sense of balance there. And, and you, you tend to notice in the saints that they don't talk about that person being an extremist in one direction or, or another. I mean, yes, in, in truth, in objective truth, 
but, but never in their temperament and the way that they treat other people and their charity towards other people in the world. So we have a, a bunch of great examples. Of course, Jesus himself, St. Thomas, St. Andre Bissette. But it, it's amazing just to see their example of emptying themselves out to other people. And that's the biggest example that we take today from St. Andre and from, from Jesus himself. God bless you all.